Life Audio. Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Hey there, and welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm Rachel, and I'm so glad you are here. Today, we are talking about blooming in the desert of life. Not to be confused with the desserts of life, right? Only one S between those two. I have been thinking about this topic because on Saturday, I had the opportunity to share at a women's event And this was our topic, the topic of bloom, when they first asked me to teach this session and give the message at this event. I was a little nervous because for many years, up until about five years ago, I killed every plant that came into my house. If it didn't make noise, if it didn't move, if it didn't make sounds, then essentially I kind of forgot to feed and water it. And so plants were not my thing. It took the right season of life for me to be able to learn how to really love and nurture plants well. And so when I think about the the word bloom and what it really means, the dictionary says, dictionary.com, two definitions. One is it's a noun that means the flower of a plant or flowers collectively, blooms, or it is a verb. To bloom is to produce or yield blossoms, to flourish or thrive. And so for the purpose of this podcast episode, we are talking about flourishing and thriving when life is a desert. There are so many different kinds of flowers and they serve so many different kinds of purposes, right? Our family And our old house had a lot of peonies and they bloom one time a year. Each May, my husband would pick many peonies from the yard and we would fill up vases on our tables in the month of May with beautiful peonies. And I just love those. And then not very long ago, completely different kind of flower. I saw these beautiful flowers at the flower shop outside in a little barrel And they were absolutely gorgeous. They really made me think of my sweet girl, Taylor, because her color was purple. I just loved them so. I took a picture and I said, imagine what purple must be like in heaven. I really wish I knew that. And then there are other more elegant types of flowers, very different from the barrel of purple flowers. I received a beautiful birthday bouquet from a friend on Taylor's birthday and this bouquet was quite elegant and every flower was positioned just perfectly in the bouquet. And then there are other types of flowers. For example, a picture of my children where their little faces are in the middle of the background and each flower is a child. All different kinds of flowers, all different kinds of blooms, but all very unique and serving a different purpose. In Isaiah 35, we come to a passage where the prophet is prophesying and the title of the chapter in my Bible says, this is the joy of the redeemed. 
I want to read Isaiah 35 verses 1 and 2. The desert and parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. Another one of the descriptions of Isaiah chapter 35 is that it is a passage about the redeemed of the Lord. And I want to just take a moment to read this passage to you because it is so beautiful and so important to me. Isaiah 35, the desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon, they will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution, he will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs, in the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. A highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there. But only the redeemed will walk there, and those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. I want to pause there in the reading for just a moment as you soak that in and go to our sponsors for a quick break and a word from them but we'll return just after this message. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Thanks for listening to that brief message. And now let's return to our passage, Isaiah 35, as we talk about how to bloom in the desert, how to bloom in the wilderness. This passage in Isaiah, if you understand the backdrop of Isaiah, the wilderness for people in this culture was twofold. It was a physical wilderness that existed living in this Mediterranean area by the Dead Sea. And it was also a spiritual wilderness. You see, God had promised that a solution would be made for the payment of sin. But for years upon years, people had waited and waited. And now Isaiah the prophet is exclaiming that this joy will be ours, that this joy will be theirs for the people he was prophesying to there in the land of Israel. But imagine it would be 700 years before Isaiah's prophecy would come to fruition. That's what the wilderness looked like for people in this culture. 
And as you read Isaiah's prophecy, it seems almost so far-fetched to be able to understand what God is promising in this passage, that Jesus will come and he will make all things right. And he will bring healing to the people. The eyes of the blind will be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, the lame will leap like a deer, and the mute tongue will shout for joy. And just in case you're wondering, the incredible fulfillment of this passage comes to us in the book of Matthew 15, verse 29. Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. The people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. I try to imagine what it must have been like there on that day as all those people received their healing. But what is the wilderness for us today? The wilderness for us today is a place where we struggle with enthusiasm, we lack confidence, or we lack purpose. It's a place where life is very dry and feels like a wasteland. It feels like maybe your life is not worth very much in this wilderness. And that's how the people felt as they listened to the Isaiah. Isaiah the prophet exclaimed these words over them and to them. But I love this second verse. At the end of verse 1, it says, The wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It will burst into bloom. Isaiah could have chosen any flower in this region, any one. He could have chosen so many flowers that are mentioned throughout the Bible, the lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon. He could have mentioned any flower, but he chose the crocus. Why did he choose the crocus? Well, in our part of the region, at least mine, in Ohio, Midwest, the first flower after a long winter that brings hope is the purple crocus. But this desert was very unique, and the crocus flower was especially unique because of where and when it bloomed. It was actually an autumn and winter bloom that came after a long summer of dryness. And this beautiful bloom brought colorful splashes of hope and life by the Dead Sea of all places. Isn't that just like Jesus? He brought hope to the people who were plagued with despair and death. And this is still what he does for us today. We have splashes of life and hope that are available to us in the way of blooms, just like the crocus. But I think what happens to us is we sort of lose track of life. And it feels like blooms are not happening and we've been waiting and waiting, just like the 700 years that passed between Isaiah's prophecy in this chapter of Isaiah 35 and actually when it came to fruition in Matthew 15. Further down in the passage, it says to strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, your God will come. And sometimes we just struggle to see God coming. We can't see the evidence of his presence in our lives. 
what that looked like for me for many years was the desert of living with disease as my daughter suffered from a severe neurological disorder that ultimately caused her death. When it seems like there's nothing growing in the deserts of our lives, though the wilderness seems completely dry and unfruitful, one day the nutrients of the Dead Sea, the nutrients of the wilderness, may just surprise us. Like the crocus, the desert blooms will appear in all their glory. This is what we hope for, that purpose will be birthed from our pain, that sorrow will turn to joy. Be encouraged today that even if you don't see any blossoms of hope blooming, the darkness of the soil is still cultivating hope under the surface. As my friend Ruth says, you don't have to be blooming to be growing. Though the bloom may not even appear yet as a bud, you can hold on to small growth in hard spaces, knowing that the miracle of blooming isn't yours to control. You only need to do the next right thing. Saturate yourself in the soil of God's love. Embrace the sunlight of his word. Hydrate by the living water of Jesus and enjoy the protection of the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to pray Ephesians three fourteen through 20 over you now. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I pray that this episode has encouraged you that when you can't see blooms in your life, then you understand that blooms are just seasonal, right? They're seasonal flowers. And just because you can't see them doesn't mean that your time of hope is not coming right now the soil is doing its work enjoy those nutrients and grow deep roots if you missed out on any of the last two episodes we've been talking about roots and how to grow beautiful roots in christ now would be a great time to go back and listen to the last two episodes on growing roots and also don't forget that we're in the middle of a bible reading plan called perfect peace. Anytime you're frustrated with growing beautiful roots or you're frustrated with missing blooms because life is such a desert, then planting your eyes on Jesus is a wonderful idea. And you'll want to embrace the perfect peace Bible reading plan and journal. Each day of this journal includes a 100 word devotion, a focused topical passage of the day, some short journaling questions, and a daily focused takeaway thought. In today's peaceful pursuit, we shared how you 
can push aside sin, consider heaven, pause and breathe, be patient with yourself, allow for margin, and inhale God's goodness. Those were all beautiful steps that you could use to pursue peace, and they remind me of what we must do as we seek to bloom in the wilderness. Thanks so much for listening in today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.